We so often wait until a scary diagnosis to take our health seriously, but research shows us that at least 80% of chronic diseases can be prevented by lifestyle choices. The Holistic Health Summit was designed to empower you to take control of your health, whether it be in recovery from disease or in preventing it. Our lineup of world-class health experts will leave you with a plan and resources to help you and your family prevent disease and live a life of vitality. For more details, check out Achieve Wellness Clinic on Instagram and join us in Kissimmee, Florida on March 27th for the Holistic Health Summit. I'm Dr. Ben Rall. Do you know where the most amazing doctor lives? You may be surprised to learn that it's actually right inside of you. Yet, today's healthcare model is built on a foundation that the greatest doctor instead comes in the form of pills, potions, lotions, even surgery. So listen in, because what if the majority of what you have been told about health and healing is not only wrong, but actually harmful to you? One thing is for sure, when you work with your body and not against it, you'll begin to discover that you are in fact designed to heal. Well, welcome back to Design to Heal. My name is Jeff, your co-host, as always here with Dr. Ben Rawl. Yes. And uh, buddy, we've got somebody on the line today, which is always fun. Yeah. And so why don't you tell the audience who we are uh, welcoming today and what we, we're talking about. We have a great guest and we have a great topic. I'm excited about both of them. Um, there's nothing better than getting somebody that's not only an expert, but also that has a story that's that's journeyed through it. You know, if you look mm. at, you know, a lot of these, you know, people even that go to support groups, whether they're trying to overcome addiction or they're trying to overcome, you know, something else, finding somebody that's been through grief, things like this, right? It's There's the power of a testimony that somebody that's lived it, it just yeah. gives weight to that. And yeah. so, um, but also the reason I I'm really love our guest as well is because he talks about a word that is near and dear to my heart, and you don't hear it a lot. So when I was introduced to Neil Cannon, whose uh, work and his book, The Vitality Secret, and then his upcoming book, he'll talk about vitality code. Every time I hear like the word vitalism or vitality, I, I get goosebumps, right? Because it's like, <laughs> yes, somebody's talking about this. And I know we have some mutual friends that that we've uh, that, that understand that word and teach on that word. So we have with us, and Andy has a great accent, so everybody's going to love listening to Neil today because <laughs> he's got a, a sexy accent. So, Neil, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Dr. Ben. It's a pleasure and honor to be on your show. Thank you for having me here. Well, will you do us a favor for our listeners, and I'm asking you so you don't have to feel weird about it. Will you brag about yourself a little bit? Will you tell us your backstory, <laughs> how amazing you are? But no, really, just let them know who you are, what you've done, and, 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 and things like that, and then we'll dive in. Absolutely, yes. As I'm sure you're aware just about everyone I know who works in holistic health. In fact, I would say everyone I know who works in holistic health comes with their own story of healing, some kind of healing journey, recovery journey, whatever word you want to use, or they know someone close to them who, they, who they've helped. And I, I fit into that category. I had pretty bad eczema for the best part of 30 years since a toddler until my early 30s. And during that time, I was always given the same symptom masking treatments, which meant it would always come back. I was given steroid creams, which have left pigmentation on my skin. I don't know if you can see wow, that. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh, on, 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 for listeners, they won't be able to see that, of course. Um, that's happened to very various parts of my body. I was given prescription moisturizers, which when you look at the ingredients, they're full of toxic ingredients, which should never be put on your skin. And also antibiotics when my skin got, when I had a flare up. And most of us know that over prescription of antibiotics is not a very good thing. It can really harm the gut microbiome, which is the very organ you want to heal when you want to get rid of eczema or any chronic inflammatory health condition for that matter. So that was my treatment for 30 years. And it wasn't until my father suffered a stroke when I had my wake-up call, if you like, my proverbial wake-up call. 
And just a few years prior to his stroke, I remember him being told by his naturopathic doctor, who's my aunt, um, sorry, his sister, my aunt, that he had chronic inflammation. I just had this weird memory of us being in the family kitchen. He was making tea and he just said, Neil, I've got chronic inflammation, whatever that means. And a few years later, he had this stroke. And I just had this kind of inner knowing in my heart that his stroke was avoidable. I knew it was unnecessary. Um, I was already in health and fitness. I'd written a book about optimizing hormones for guys, increasing testosterone for guys, actually. So I had seen this word inflammation. And I just was convinced his stroke was avoidable. So I went on a research quest and figured out that chronic inflammation, sure enough, is the underlying cause of almost every chronic illness. And I was able to make some dietary changes, lifestyle changes, and very quickly my eczema went away. And then since 2015, I've been helping people with not just eczema, but all kinds of skin, um, not just skin conditions, other conditions, get to the cause, heal their bodies so symptoms naturally disappear. That's my story in a nutshell. Um, it's, it's evolved since 2015 from mostly nutrition and exercise and grounding and sunlight and detoxification to the physical, mental, emotional and energetic pillars of vitality. You know, Neil, and I want to talk about, I want to talk, I do want to talk specifically about eczema here in a minute, but because I, I, I don't get a, a lot of guests, we interview a, a, a lot, a wide range of people, you know, traditional or people that are kind of waking up. COVID's been interesting. You know, of course, people I never would have normally probably talked to, but people that have woken up that are kind of new to understanding holistic health. But you get it. You've lived this and breathed this. And so as I was reading through some of your, your you know, your website and just how you, how you, how you talk, right? How, how you speak, you know, and talking about this, this, you know, the, that the body's designed to heal this, this inner healing, right? That you're designed to heal. You know, people expect to hear it from me because I talk about it every week, you know, for years. And so they're like, yeah, you're a broken record. So now I get somebody else that like, you know, it's like when you find a kindred spirit, you're like, oh, you, you know what I know, right? It's like, oh man, a brother from another mother. Do you mind just getting on your soapbox for a second and just telling people about that that wisdom that the body has um, from my perspective, Neil, I say that's the power that God put inside of us, right? This, this p much bigger than us, 100%. right? So do you mind just explaining maybe how you feel, how you view vitalism or what vitalism means to you? And then we'll jump into some real practical stuff about eczema and then we'll see where it goes. Absolutely. Yes. So the body is designed to heal itself. We, we know this on a, on a fundamental level. If we cut our arm, for example, we can virtually watch that wound heal. I got bitten by a dog yesterday, and I can see that wound virtually heal itself. Well, it's not virtually healing itself. It is healing itself overnight. The skin is an organ. It's always healing. Eczema is um, a condition which heals, providing that there's no toxins in the body, preventing it from doing so, or, you know, if, if you're not scratching all the time, the skin will heal because it's designed to heal. So the skin is an organ, just like every other organ in the body. In fact, it's, you know, it's the largest, arguably the largest organ on the body. It's exposed to all the environmental um, toxins, etc. And we know that the skin heals itself. And just like that, every other organ heals itself as well. And we know from the science of epigenetics, we, this is going beyond like our innate knowing that and using your words, you know, like a God given um, power that we have, we are fully self healing machines. Beyond that, the science of epigenetics tells us that the body will heal itself, provided that we have the right environment in the body to allow the body to heal itself. And 
environment can mean, <clears throat> excuse me, many, many things. It can be what, what we're consuming, it can be what we're exposed to in the environment, it could be electromagnetic frequencies preventing them from healing. There's all kinds of interruptions to the body's ability to heal itself, which we can become more aware of. And ultimately, I almost feel like we need to step out of the way yeah. to allow the body to do what it's designed to do. We always say in, in so, chiropractic, right, yeah. remove the interference and then, you know, right, and then the body heals. You know, it's finding that interference. Totally. Now, what we don't know sometimes, and this is the, the human piece of this, and, you know, we don't always know what that interference is, right? Sometimes it's obvious, right? You said, like you said, you get bit by a dog, you go, oh, yeah, I think that has something to do with what's going on with my leg. Um, but sometimes like a, a EMF or foods that we didn't know have certain ingredients in them or, um, you know, all the toxins that are in, you know, products that we just never realized that there was toxins out there. So when it comes to eczema, because I think this one is fascinating. Now, my experience doing this for about 20 years, Neil, is I see more and more skin conditions than I ever used to see. Okay. Um, people are coming in with them and they're going, you know, and I've got my elbows and my, you know, my, my inner elbows and my knees and my legs. And it, man, it breaks my heart. That's why when I was listening to your story, it was so timely because I have some patients right now struggling and it's these little kids. And I, this it makes me want to cry, right? Because they're hurting so bad and they're embarrassed and they're scratching it. And they, you know, we live in Florida. And so it's like, you know, they want to be out in their shorts and running around and they, they're embarrassed of what their skin looks like. And mom and dad are worried. And then oftentimes, and this is what resonated, they feel like they have no other choice, right? But then to start using cortisone creams or they go to the dermatologist and the dermatologist tells them a bunch of lies, in my opinion, right? Just all you can do is rub this dope on it and, you know, we'll see what happens. And then what happens and Neil is, they start to get a little bit better. And I'm using air quotes here, right? For our listeners, it seems to kind of help, right? And they go, oh, there it was. And then it's that rabbit trail that seems, it makes it even more difficult to recover. So will you give us a 101 on, on eczema and then talk about what you did, maybe some of the most common, you know, interferences that you find when you're helping people heal from this and really just to give people hope because this is a big deal. And I think like to your point, it's an under, it's a, it's a symptom of an underlying situation, right? Um, most of the time, right. You know, 100%, 100%. It's, you know versus a dermatitis, which might, I might've ran into something, you know, and I'm, I touched something that's going to irritate my skin. But when you got eczema coming out of the skin, there's an underlying cause. So teach us, teach us, my friend. That's, I like the word you just used, symptom of an underlying cause. I, I use this verbiage all the time. Any symptom, not just eczema, it yeah. could be arthritis or gout or heart disease or cancer. They are all symptomatic of an underlying cause. So with eczema, um, it's, it's, I believe it's one of the first indications that the body's out of balance. For me, I'm almost considering it like a gift because my skin is showing me, it's like the warning light on your dashboard saying, hey, your engine lights on the engine needs examining let's say the oil lights on the standard of care would be to go to a mechanic get the engine fixed at the root cause change the oil or whatever he's doing and then the light naturally goes off because it's no longer needed to be attended to that's similar with the body the body presents symptoms depending on our genetic code so for me it's like it's almost like eczema is a weakest link if you like mm -hmm. for someone else it might be asthma for someone else it right. might be arthritis or psoriasis or whatever whatever it is so they are symptomatic of an underlying cause so with eczema coming back to your initial question or your earlier question um when i you know you talked about these people you know your patients who they're scratching all the time and they're they're constantly irritable it's i, I can so relate because that was me 
the most part of my childhood. I used to go to bed wearing these white gloves to prevent myself from scratching. And I'd wake up in the morning and I'd have holes in the gloves and they'd be bloody, they'd be mm. blooded gloves. And this was quite frequent. And um, the standard of care, as I mentioned at the beginning, was these steroid creams. And like you said, it looks like they work because your skin starts to heal. But that it's not addressing why that's there in the first place. So it's as if you're taking your car to a paint shop, like a broken down engine, and you just go to a paint shop and have a spray job. That's kind of mm -hmm. what the, the Western medical treatment is for eczema or just about every chronic illness. Yeah. Put, put the old one, put the electrical matters. tape over your check engine light, right? And think you fixed the problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ex exactly. So if, if your check engine light is on, you could go to an electrician and rewire that light so it stops flashing, but <laughs> yeah. it's not going to address the cause. <laughs> so um, that's what I'm, that's, what I'm all about, getting to the cause so the, the skin or whatever organ is in question can heal itself. And it's normally toxins which are preventing the skin from healing or that are creating that irritable, itchy sensation, which is horrible. It's, um, it's, it, becomes, it becomes, it almost takes over your life for people who have it really badly. I've had people on the phone who have had topical steroid withdrawal syndrome. This is when your skin becomes so dependent on these steroids that when you stop using them, you just become this giant flaky mess. And I've, I've even had people tell me that their children have been given by their dermatologist this cocktail of steroid creams, prescription moisturizers, and antibiotics all mixed in like a little cocktail, and then they're caking themselves in this stuff, ignoring entirely why the skin is like that in the first place. It breaks my heart yeah. to see this kind of suffering because a dermatologist, one would think, you know, skin specialist would know that there is a, an absolute link between the gut and the skin. It's got goosebumps as I was saying this. Yeah. When I, I, was in Brazil a few, I was in Brazil a few years ago and this woman called me who was trained in conventional medicine and she was head to toe weeping skin. And um, we had this, interaction and I said, you know, she was already seeking outside of her training for other solutions. And I said, there's a lot we can do here, heal the gut, allow the skin to heal itself. We can just rebalance the body, allow the skin to heal itself. And she was really engaged. And I said, wouldn't it be really cool if you could share this with your community? And she said, they're very, she said the, the community is weirdly resistant. They don't want to know this stuff. And she actually said her dermatologist, someone she was seeing, even though she was conventionally trained, her dermatologist had categorically told her that there's no relationship between gut health and skin health. And I said, that's like, there's, that's like being told there's no relationship between the engine in your car and your car moving. <laughs> yeah. Like the gut is like the, the, the engine for the body and it's you, not just skin conditions, but almost every chronic. You know, Neil, I had some, I had a, you maybe remember a story. I had this patient one time and she, she had come in and she was carrying a bag full of drugs. She had just gotten right. This, a bunch of prescriptions she had just been given that day or the day before. And she had been diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, right? And she said, mm. as she's, as she's talking, she's telling me the story of what happened with the doctor. And she goes to the doctor and she says, you know, does this, she goes, I eat terrible. She said, I live on, this is, she was from the islands. And she said, you know, I live on cake and I live on soda and I live on candy. She goes, could that have anything to do with this? <laughs> right. And the, and the doctor said, your diet has nothing to do with this. And so I said, my joke was, or not my joke, but what I said, res responded was, well, if what you put in your mouth has nothing to do with that, 
then your drugs won't work either, right? If what you're trying to tell me is what I put in my mouth doesn't matter, then you just gave me a pile of drugs to take. That shouldn't matter either. Like you can't have it both ways. You know what I mean? And so it is, it's, Bad just, point. Yeah. it's, a, it's a, so amazing to me, but will you, because Neil, and even though we have a friendly audience here and it's a, generally it's a holistic, you know, audience, people that are looking for solutions. I think we still don't kind of understand how that can happen, right? Like, you know, our body is a, is a major detox organ. Uh, sometimes I explain it. Like if you've ever been around somebody that's maybe like a, a severe alcoholic, you can actually smell that sometimes, right? Not just their breath coming out of their skin, right? If their liver is so shut down or toxic mm. and it's not working. So it's not. And, and then I also tell people sometimes if you've ever, uh, sometimes women or, or there's other things like topical creams, like, you know, that you can put on that, you know, you rub progesterone on sometimes, right? It absorbs into your skin transdermally. Like this isn't weird, right? So stuff can get, gets absorbed into our skin and stuff comes out of our skin, right? That's not, Ab, that's totally. not weird, right? That's just science. That's just physiology. So how does a, a toxic body and maybe define some, some of the classic toxins that you see, uh, Neil, you know, when you're talking to patients, you're helping, you know, kiddos or you're helping this, this other lady, this doctor, you know, what are the, the, maybe the ones you see that are most common that are triggering eczema or that are, are messing up people. And maybe it's not that simple, but will you give us some, some, maybe your top three that you see? Absolutely. And there's the, from a dietary perspective, <clears throat> there's, of, of course, diet is just one, one part, of course. From a dietary perspective, um, I say diet is one part. The holistic approach is addressing every angle. I talk about the physical, mental, emotional, energetic. So from a dietary perspective only, what, I, what we see the most is people eating fake food. And which basically means man-created, man-altered, GMO, fried foods, all these fake ingredients in foods. If, there's a hashtag that I've used in my book, and it says, if you don't recognize an ingredient, your body won't either. Hashtag inflammation. <laughs> and what is inflammation? Inflammation is your body's reaction. It's your immune system's reaction to what it perceives as an attack on it. So it's a very healthy immune response. If we didn't have it, we'd die. Right. But when it happens again and again and again and again and again, the body starts to create symptoms to alert you that something is toxic entering your body or that your, your body is becoming too toxic. So what, can, what potentially causes this inflammatory response? What creates this immune response? The, the way I see it, one simple word, in fact, a friend of mine recently said, how can you define toxins? Okay. And I said, something that's not in alignment with the nature codes. That's it. What isn't in alignment with nature? Because when we start going away from nature, we're gambling, ultimately. <clears throat> so anything that's fake, chemicals, artificial flavorings and preservatives, um, pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, insecticides, all these acides um, are chemicals, and our body doesn't like them. Uh, GMO, there's a documentary called GMO OMG, and they, they, they reveals what happens in the body when we consume the corn, the soy, the hybridized wheat, which is what I'd like to come on to in a second. And it's not a pretty picture. So and a lot of people can get results by changing their diet alone. And it might be as simple as taking out hybridized wheat or really not just America, but globally, wheat typically is one of the most inflammatory um, food types that we can have. 
in America, it's, it's worse because it's hybridized and then there's Roundup Ready. So it's like a double whammy of toxins. So in America, people take out gluten, they take out dairy, and they reduce sugar or eliminate it. Those three things can make a huge difference in a lot of people. And what tends to happen is people are malnourished in micronutrients, so vitamins and minerals from plant-based foods. So we take, we take the toxins out and then we put the fuel in. Toxins out, fuel in. And it's amazing what happens. And then there's lots of things that you can do with the gut to help um, repair. Can I ask you one question Depending before on you jump onto the gut yeah. here? So I hear this a lot, and I want you to speak into this, Neil. People will say, but and I'm going to say it like this. You know, my, my, my kiddo or myself, I've eaten this way for five years, 10 years, and I had no problems, air quotes, right? You know, everything was fine. Mm. I've, I've always, <laughs> essentially, they don't say it like this, but I've always eaten like crap and I've done fine, right? Why, why now? And that kind of triggers in their brain like, well, that food must not have been the problem, right? And sometimes the, the analogy I try to use to somebody is, you know, you, you could smoke for five years and not have lung cancer, right? Or, and then, you know, you finally gets big enough or bad enough that you start to have, like you said, the symptom of it, right? And I, and I always remind people, like, when they say, I've been eating this way for five years and that can't be the problem. I said, you just, you just, you just expose the problem. You've been doing that for five years, right? You know, so I don't know always why it shows up in a kiddo when they're four or they're five, but I think that sometimes we, that makes it look like we think we caught the eczema germ. You know what I mean, right? We think we caught the, this disease or all of a sudden something is wrong. Mm. And I just want people to know that when something shows up, you could have been building towards that for a long time, right? We, we hit our threshold, like you said, totally. our genetic kind of potential or, or your weak, weak link, if you will, you know, and yours showed up like that. Somebody else might be asthma, somebody else it might be migraines or who knows, diabetes. So is that an accurate way of saying that or anything you want to add to that? Because I think, I just want people to know, you could, it could be your lifestyle. It just finally, the, it was the straw that broke the camel's back and boom, the, you know, eczema shows up. Yeah, the, I, I, I think this is a great question because uh, there's a number of things happening at the same time, I think. And I, I just want to start off with a story and a very, very quick story. When, when I, one of the first days, sorry, the first day I attended Dr. Joe Dispenza's advanced retreat the second time round in December, I sat next to this woman who um, at the previous event had completely reversed nine out of 11 allergies. And she said she'd had, had them since she was 12. And I said, that's interesting and awesome. And then I said, I asked her if anything big had happened in her life during that time. Was it quite an eventful year, any trauma? And she paused for a moment and went, yeah, it was a really traumatic year for me. And she, she was really kind of mystified. She said, no one's ever asked me this question. I said, yeah, in the holistic space, it's widely accepted that trauma is the underlying cause of illness. When you really start to peel back the layers of the onion, it really starts to become obvious or um, clear that illness is rooted in trauma. So someone might be able to eat X, Y, and Z for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, and then suddenly they can't eat it anymore. So what's happened? Well, there a couple of things. It might just be the buildup of toxicity over many, many years, and the, the inflammatory market levels just rising in the body with you know unnoticed until it gets to a crescendo. And, or it might be intermingled with trauma at that time. So as an example, I, when I started to become familiar with trauma being the cause of illness, I said to my, my dad at the, around the table, I remember where we were sitting, and I said, do you remember, uh, did anything happen in your life when you were 12 to trigger the asthma? And he said, yeah, I remember exactly what triggered the asthma. He said he had to do this 
public speaking with their preparation Mm -hmm. at 12 years old. And he went into detail and I was like, whoa, Mm -hmm. that was huge. And ever since then, he had asthma. And then I said, well, do you want to reverse it? And he said, it's not reversible. I said, yes, it is. He went, no, it's not. So yes, it is. He said, no, it's not. I was like, this isn't going anywhere. (laughs) Anyway, um, tough crowd. And, family's um, the hardest. Family's then, the hardest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. And I've had this conversation with so many people in holistic health. Um, so yeah, asthma is a fully reversible condition, as is as is eczema, as is psoriasis, as is rosacea, as is arthritis. You know, all of them. I believe. Neil, Neil so, can I ask you real quick? You know, uh, are you a are you a body keeps the score kind of guy? Bessel van der Kolk. Are you familiar with that word? To- or? To- I, I'm very familiar. Yes, I figured as much. Uh, are you? Do you? Um, are you familiar with the slogan, the organs weep, the tears, the eyes refuse to shed? No, but I mean, holy cow, that's powerful. Say yeah. that again. Say that again for the good it's of massive. the audience. The organs weep, the tears, the eyes refuse to shed. It's William Osler, father of modern medicine. Love that guy. Wow. I think he was the same. I so, think he was also the same guy. One of my favorite quotes by Osler, if I remember right, Neil, is he said, um, if we took all of the drugs and threw them into the ocean, the fish would become sick and people would become healthier. Now, <laughs> I feel like that was his as well. Wow. Yeah, so, uh, wait, wait, hang on, Ben. Is that your version? Like of, that. Is that Ben's no, Boston Tea Party right there? I'll send that to you guys. That's a real one. That, you just triggered my brain mm, when you said Oslo. Neil, be careful. This is Ben's going to have his own Boston Tea Party right here and organize like a big throw in. We're going to dump all the pills in the ocean. and <laughs> it would, it uh, would, It's still true today. Probably. Well, cool. I don't fish. mind because I'm not a fish eater, but I think there's some seafood lovers out there that might take issue with you suggesting this band so be careful <laughs> yeah yeah, I'll, yeah i want fish i like fish <laughs> so, so neil i asked <laughs> that question because drugs. you know i hear you talk and <laughs> i know it, it was a revolutionary concept for me to to read a book like bessel's book and i mean a revolutionary in the sense of like i feel like it's one of those books or, or, or forget the book just the idea of the body keeping the score and what you were saying earlier about trauma being a you know an indicator or trauma being at the root of of so many of these sort of like physiological reactions like when we look in retrospect, we go, oh, yeah, I mean, that makes total sense, right? But I think it's one of those things that many people are blind yeah. to. And so they even hear you saying that just a few minutes ago, and they're going, wait, what? What is that, huh? So, yeah, I mm. think it's it's a, it's a, it's an amazing, amazing yeah. point. And I would encourage the reader to go read that book, obviously, as they continue to, to listen as you go down that road right now. It's, it's such a massive point. And it's normally the last place people go to if they ever go there. And, you know, most people on their healing journey or vitality journey, whatever word you want to use, most people start with nutrition because it just it's more tangible. It just makes sense. Heal the gut, um, move more, oxygenate, get sunlight, get grounded, do, do all of the things. It's brilliant. Get rid of toxins internally, externally. All of that's important. And when you get to the body as the, at the energetic level, it gets even clearer because I, I used to think the idea of emotions causing illness is a woo-woo. I went to the Truth About Cancer Live Symposium at the end of 2016. I lost three friends to cancer in the space of a year in 2015. And I went on another, another research quest to figure out what cancer was about because I had this innate knowing that it isn't what the mainstream tells us that it is. And that's what I proved to be true as well. During this live symposium at the Truth About Cancer, there were a number of talks on trauma creating illness or trauma creating cancers. And they had these diagrams of different traumas in different or names of emotions in different organs relating to different types of cancer. So, for example, grief, lungs, uh, anger, um, liver. 
a lot of people can make these relationships. I've actually got a chart here that goes around the world with me and it's got 60 emotions and connected with all these different organs. And this is the emotion code. I'd love to give credit where it's due, Dr. Bradley Nelson. Um, it, at that time, when I saw this presentation in 2016, I couldn't, I wasn't at the right frequency to understand it. Mm. And I almost kind of blew it off because I was thinking, how could an emotion create an illness? I don't get it. Um, and I was all about anti-inflammatory nutrition, mm. lifestyle, etc. So it wasn't until a few years later when I started to research the body electric because of another challenge I had. When I started to understand that the physics or, or the physics of emotions, how emotions are stored in the body, like electromagnetic bundles of energy, and I'd never considered it like this. And it was all about the body electric, understanding that we're wired up like a house. We are energy beings. If we're talking about the likes of Dr. Joe Dispenza, Bruce Lipton, Greg Braden, and all these pioneers, Nassim Haramein, understanding the body at the energetic level, and we zoom in enough, we're 0 0.00001 matter and 0 0.9999, many, many nines, energy. We are mostly energy at the subatomic level. And energy um, gets stored in the body. Emotions get stored in the body as electromagnetic bundles of energy. And the way um, the way I see it is, imagine a hose pipe with water flowing freely from the from the hose pipe. If you put your foot on the hose pipe, the flow drops. That's how I see emotions in the body. They can get stored in organs. They can get stored elsewhere. They can get stored in joints, shoulders, everywhere. And it drops the voltage of the body like we're wired up like a house it drops the think of voltage just think of his power <laughs> it's not enough power going to an organ if the light starts flashing why does the light start flashing there's not enough power going to the light so what does an electrician do they'll go and re they'll go and reverse engineer the cause of the light flickering that's how i see the human body why is there not enough power getting to the organ and emotions stop that power getting to the organ I've said a lot. Well, <laughs> but this was like a yeah, this well, is like a bombshell. This is here's yeah. here's why I want to I want to just sit there for a second because you're right you're right Neil if you're listening to this show and I and I I don't know if you're the same way I have like this this uh, this is going to come out wrong but I have this like love hate relationship sometimes with nutrition talk because sometimes that's the only thing people want to talk about right they just think you know, what should I take for this and they might mean a supplement or they might mean a, you know right and I'm not anti those things but I put to your point. There's, there's, there's more to that story. So what I don't ever want a person to do is, hey, I cut out gluten and soy and dairy from my diet, but I'm still sick. So I guess there's nothing that can be done. Give me my drugs. You follow me? And that's mm. when I just say, hey, listen, no, 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 no. Like Hardly. that's one part or spoke. Or like you said, I remember when my dad was going through natural cancer treatment, he was stage four cancer given two weeks to live. And we took him to a natural cancer place. And what, what I think to your point, Neil, is there was a day where he met with like a, like a counselor. Okay. Like a, like a, a just a person that was going to talk to him. And my dad normally was the kind of guy, my dad, I grew up in the, the Midwest of, of, of the United States, South Dakota. And he goes, um, so he was like a, like a, you know, like a, not a, not a, not a farm kid, but just a small, you know, just, he always called like therapy stuff like that. Like, like foo foo, like, you know, uh, what is psycho babble, you know? So he would, he hated that kind of stuff. I will tell you the day he walked, he walked out of there, I was with him and he came out and he looked like a different human being. And I was, I tell people that I think that's when he, wow. that's when he healed. And I think you're right, Neil. He said to me, um, 
it was something about forgiveness. He didn't tell me the details. I don't know what it was in, in his past. I don't know what had happened. I know he had some, some hard things growing up. He didn't need to tell me, okay? But he, he needed to deal with that. And that was mm. the day that I think that he healed and his cancer reversed. So I say this because if, oh, you're, wow. listen, if you're listening to this, you might be thinking, and you got a kiddo with eczema. And, and you know what, Neil? I think sometimes it's hard for us because when we think about trauma, I'm a parent. I don't know if you are, but it's like it's hard for us to admit sometimes that maybe we're part of that trauma, right? Or we did something that caused mm -hmm. that. Or, you know, all the people of this world that went through this last couple of years, this COVID deal, that caused trauma. Or, <laughs> or as parents, we were powerless to stop yeah, something. Yeah, or we missed something. Or, yeah. yeah. But to admit right. that, and I even, what I realized, even though I, I feel like I, I knew from the very beginning this COVID thing was not what it was appeared to be, I've almost had to deal with some trauma of looking at a world that's lost its mind, right? And and how I feel looking at people wearing two masks in their car by themselves. And I mean, and I'm, I'm not joking about it. Like, it makes me angry sometimes, right? And, mm. and so as you're listening to this, don't miss, maybe your kid had something happen, or maybe you had something happen that that did trigger some sort of traumatic event that affected your physiology. And I tell this to people sometimes. They say, well, I don't understand. How can my emotions affect this? Or how can my thoughts affect this? You use the example of your dad having to go speak you know, publicly. I said, what if you got a phone call right now, the phone rang, and it's you find out uh, some devastating news, right? Just horrible news. Most likely, you would you might start getting sick. You might get a feeling, you know, you might faint, you might puke. Like there's a very quick, right? Mm. You, you don't, you don't go, Oh, okay. You can feel it yeah. You body. can feel it. Even just thinking about it makes mm. me feel it. Right. So now just imagine yeah, that, that, that happened that. and that trauma can be something that maybe you or I don't see as trauma, but my four-year-old might've seen it that way or my 11 year old or my 11 year old brain did. And so totally. I just want to encourage you. I know we're not going to, you know, doctor over the airwaves here on this, but for some of you listening, this <laughs> the way you're going to heal your eczema is going to be dealing with some trauma known or unknown in your, in your life. And so thank you for bringing that up. And um, I think that's so important. We could probably talk about that one all day and maybe we should. Um, but what are some, what yeah, take it from there. What else do you want to talk about on that? Yeah. I, I would love to just add on what you were just saying, because the word trauma often for some people seems really daunting. And a lot of people don't want to go there. And I, I get it because some people have had some really traumatic events happen yeah. to them. And by the way, we often talk about little T, big T, like little trauma, big trauma. Some people have experienced the most horrific events and I can't imagine how they, you know, get through this, but somehow they do. And other people might have an argument with a sibling when they're five years old or an argument yeah, yeah. with a parent when they're 10. Something that throws us out of alignment and jolts us and it's still stored. It doesn't matter really. I mean, it, it does matter whether it's small or, or big, but sure. ultimately it's energy. And we want to transmute that energy that's associated with the memory. In the words of Dr. Joe Dispenza, actually, I want to talk about in a second. A, a memory without the emotional charge is wisdom. And I think that's really profound because if we can transmute the energy which is associated with a memory, it means that that bundle of energy has been transmuted in the body. That's how people are often often having these spontaneous remissions or that combined with love that they're channeling through and cosmic energy. Um, if we're letting that energy go, that's it's it's gold dust. And I just wanted to say about visiting trauma because some people think they have to go and do talk therapy for years and years and years. 
And we know from neuroscience that nerve cells that fire together wire together. The more that we talk about an event, the more that we talk about a memory, the more that becomes solidified in the mind and then the subconscious mind, which is the body, and it becomes more more of a thing. Wherever we place our attention is where we place our energy. So the more we talk about a memory, the more energy goes there and it becomes more of a problem, not a solution. So what I like to do is not talk about the event. What I suggest to my clients is using somatic release therapies, where you can just you can use applied kinesiology in a term in the way of the emotion code. You can ask the body because the body does keep the score. You can ask the body with applied kinesiology, which I'm, I'm guessing you use. Um, yes and no answers. And you can find out the names of the emotions, where they were stored, when they were stored, if they were inherited or in the li- this lifetime, and then we can release them in seconds without talking about the event. I just wanted to say that because there's there's many ways of doing it. There's breath work, there's psychedelics, there's meditation, there's qigong, there's yoga, there's many ways that we can release this energy. That, that's one of my favorites because it's so quick and we don't have to go and talk about the event, which can be quite... Uh, well, harmful, I'm gonna, actually. I want and I'm gonna <laughs> so, add one thing. I want to add one thing to what you just said, Neil. I, I also will tell you what it's not, and and I mean this because we've had a lot of people on this show that speak about this. Medicating for that doesn't work either, right? Uh, medicating with mm-hmm. those with those medications, you know, uh, to cover up, you know, totally. you know, just like you said with the cortisone cream, you know, on our skin. Now, what I'm saying is, I don't mean those drugs don't have effects. I don't mean that you might not think you feel better on those. I say when it comes to getting to the cause of the problem and or healing that trauma, those synthetic medications, your Prozacs, your things like that, those don't work either. And I'm not downplaying a person's suffering. And I, if you're listening to this, I'm not saying that what you're experiencing isn't real. Totally. Uh, and that's not the point, but I, I feel that it's my responsibility to, just to help you think through that because I don't want you to fall for it. I don't want you to go, hey, I think I feel better. Just like you said, how how terrible did that doctor feel after now she's having all the breakthrough eczema, right, where her whole skin is breaking out? And if she could have gone back when she first started putting that cream on her body and dealt with the cause now, now she's got to mm-hmm. deal with, you know, the problem of of the original problem and the one now caused by all the side effects of the, the creams and the drugs and things totally. like that. So I just want people to to know that. But it also, yeah, the only sometimes, most of the time... You know, healing, I think we've made it, Neil, it's so, it's so enjoyable talking to you. I think we've made healing so hard, right? We've made it, like, Ooh. healing is is actually, like, easy. And I know somebody's going to roll their eyes when they hear me saying that, right? But, like, healing... It gets the, to be easy. The body wants to heal. Like, it's for you. Like, it's, it's out to heal, right? Like, the trillions of cells right now that are doing totally. all these amazing things so we can hear and see and talk and digest yesterday's food. Like, that is so awesome. It's actually... Like, so I don't want people, like you said, be intimidated by like, oh man, I got all this, I've lived upside down for 30 years and I'm so sick and my grandma has cancer. You know what I mean? It's like, it doesn't have to be this burden, right? But the perspective matters, Totally. you know? And so anyway, my soapbox for a second, but go, go ahead. I love that you said that. And a lot of people might think that their healing journey has to be some kind of painful sacrifice. And it doesn't have to be that at all. Mm. I, um, you know, I, I often talk, well, I do talk about, a vitality journey. It's like, it's going on a journey, enjoying the journey. I know it's cliche, but really enjoying the journey. How good does your body feel when you take out all these toxins? I've got a friend going through um, reversing holistically stage two lymphoma right now, and he's just thoroughly detoxifying his body with various supplements and herbs and um, many, 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 many um, 
things, approaches he's using. And it's, it's actually coming out of his skin. You can actually see it coming out of his skin. But his energy is is gone sky high because he's detoxifying his body, even though he's not looking the best because he's got all these metals coming out of his body. And uh, I know that he's going to heal it completely because what is what is cancer? It's a symptom of toxicity in the body in a suppressed immune system. I know that's a very basic uh, sure. definition. That's my personal definition. And cell fuel deprivation, deprivation of cell fuels. So if we can detoxify the body, imagine feeling good within days of detoxifying. It doesn't have to be a sacrifice. It actually, you start to feel better. Your energy improves, your mental and emotional well-being improves. You start to have a new zest for life. And, you know, a month in, two months in, three months in, some of my clients talk about an increase in consciousness and they start to understand the power of meditation and how good yoga feels. And I mean, I, I could never imagine myself, say five years ago, talking about meditating. I, that just wasn't on my radar. And now I meditate and I, and I actually really enjoy the process. And, and talked about Joe Dispenza, for example, you know, understanding that when we step out of the way and allow the body to heal itself, he's got data that what shows in the blood during yeah. meditation, yeah. which is basically stepping out of the way. We're immersing ourselves resistance-free in this beautiful quantum field, which is a part we are a part of. And he's got all this data, not just him. I don't, I don't sure. just say it's all about Joe Dispenza, although I do love this guy. Because um, he's got the data, he's got the true science of what happens during meditation. And he said to the scientists, um, but they've got all these, forgive me if I'm going on too much and yeah, interrupt good. me if I'm good, yeah. talking too much. I just think it's a really good story. <laughs> so um, he was comparing novice med meditators with advanced meditators. And their, their team has been doing this for many, 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 many years. And the scientists are measuring new information in the blood that appears during meditation over a course of seven days or, or even less, three days, three to seven days. And they are, they're showing anti-cancer metabolites and new proteins and all these different names of metabolites, metabolites that I can't even pronounce, but more than 2,000, I believe, is appearing in the blood during meditation. So Joe Dispenza said to the scientist who's on stage, can you clarify that there's new information in the blood? He's like, yes. The scientist says, yes, there is new information in the blood. And Joe Dispenza says, can you, can you tell us where that information is coming from? Because <laughs> it wasn't there before. And the scientist kind of joked and went, well, apparently from focusing on nothing. <laughs> and the room cracked up because we, all we've been doing for seven days is meditate. Not all we've been doing. Right. We've done a lot of meditation. We knew that I'd, just by attending the event, we we're going to get a biological upgrade. And that's one of the reasons I went the second time. The point of bringing that story is healing gets to be fun. Healing gets to be cool. Healing gets to be an enjoyable journey. And the more that we kind of peel back the layers of the onion, it, it normally starts with the physical and then understand the power of the mind and the emotions and then the energetic piece. It's like I almost see the energetic piece as a reward mm. for starting the healing journey. You know, Neil, what, fact, I, what I've I, wonder, yeah, but what I've what I try to explain sometimes to people that that struggle with what you just said, you know, the 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 upside of it, if you will, or the the you know, just the the positive of that, I, I try to help them. I say, listen. Oftentimes, especially in, in today's culture of, of just diagnosis and, and you know, allopathy and, and, and fighting disease, this kind of mindset, we've gotten so, like, people have no problem believing how sick they are, right? Like, it's so weird how fast they will just receive disease, right? They are, like, begging for a diagnosis. Put a label on me and tell me what is wrong with me, please, right? 
And then I say, okay, totally. so you, yeah. you will jump on that train so fast. But then when, when you or I come in or who, you know, any, you know, other health practitioners like this and say, listen, you're designed to heal. They're like, whoa, 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 time out. Now that's weird. Like, okay, so you, you're way on board to just say, I'm designed for disease. I'm designed to die. I'm designed to be sick. I'm designed to, you know, all those horrible things we just receive wholeheartedly, it seems like. But then when a voice comes in to say, hey, come on, you know, the cut heals on your arm, the, you know, the bone heals, whatever you want to say, it's, 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 it just shows me how much um, brainwashing or whatever word you want to use, right? Just how much energy is spent to try to convince us how sick we are. And all you're really talking about, not to simplify it, but all we're talking about today is is simply realizing that isn't beneficial. There's no benefit to that, right? Sitting and thinking mm-hmm. about and focusing on how sick right. I am and how horrible I am and all that. Like you said, what you know, the the wire together, fire together, you know, reliving trauma. That's why so much of the trauma work, and I know Jeff is big on this, so much of the trauma work that is just what they just call, basically put you back in the trauma over and over and over and over and over, right? Yeah. Trying to quote desensitize you, but all they often do is actually drive it deeper into you. And so you never get that breakthrough right. versus, you know, positive psychology or or focusing on the good things, right? Focusing on the, the healing aspects of that. And so if you're listening to this today, and some of this might sound a little, you know, out there for you, you know, I, I appreciate what you're even saying, Neil, like, you know, five years ago for you, this was a little out there, right? For five years ago, you, you know, some of this was like totally. new to you and totally. you're like, Hey, just clean up your diet and get your crap together and you'll be fine. Right. And then, you know, not to oversimplify yeah. it, but, but then, you know, I think that's part of this journey for, for all of us. So don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Maybe today's conversation was a way for you to say, I never even considered that. Right. And, uh, and that's going to start you on this journey I love that. and you're going to, you're going to meet people like you, or you're going to read your book or start watching your, your videos. I know you have a lot of those, you know, you got, you got, you know, they can follow you on Facebook and social and, you know, Instagram and all the different properties that you have and get your books. I want to make sure that people know that about you. I think Jeff has a question. Well, I, no, I just wanted to add to it. I said, you know, like, I love how he talked about this, the, you know, Ben, it's a statement that says we have to sort of like feel to heal or whatever I think is one that's often used. And and I don't think he believes that true, nor do, you know, nor do I, because the reality is nobody wants to go back and relive these, mm-hmm. these traumas. And that's the cool thing. And so I, this is why I love, I love when you talk about vitalism. I love when you talk about like the body and everything. The more that we're understanding about the way that we're wired, the more that we better understand, mm-hmm. there's no need to go back to that place. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, uh, you know, another book I was going to, I was going to mention to you, um, Neil, is that I, I, I'm guessing that you've read it is, I think it's Capture by David Kessler. And in that book, he talks about this idea that when we go back to a memory, it's not that you're like replaying videotape in your mind. Your mind like recreates it and it Mm. does reinforce the neurons and everything. And so this whole idea of like, let's not do that. But that has been the traditional method, you know, for so long. And so I just get jazzed when I hear this stuff because I go, man, this is how cool the body is. And the more that we understand it and again, work with it. So, you know, Ben, we talk about physiological things oftentimes and we we, I, I think many people hear that and they think of organs, right? They think of like our internal organs or something yeah. like that. But it, this applies to the brain as well. Yeah, absolutely. Vitalism affects the brain. 100%. Right? I'd say it starts there, uh, frankly. But, yeah. Uh, some level. Yeah. But, but, but how often do we make a distinction? We just, we can easily write it off and go, yeah, but that's like the world of mental health and, mm-hmm. you know, psychobabble and all this kind of crazy stuff. And it's like, no, 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 no. You got to take care of that too. Yeah. And has the same principles in play here. And so, yeah, I think this conversation for many listeners, they're going to go, what, like, what are these guys talking about? This is crazy. Like I never knew this. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Me and Neil are having fun You know what I mean? I, like, no, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think that's Me the beautiful too. thing because, because when you learn this stuff and, and Neil, I'm sure you would agree with this. You, you feel like, I mean, I, I'm, <laughs> 
I was about to say, you feel like you have like the cure to cancer, but, but Ben, you would say we have that already. <laughs> like, well, we certainly have, we certainly but you have good news, right? You we know? certainly have an approach that allows, and this was what I've said, and then Neil, I'm going to hand it to you for kind of final kind of thoughts here, right? And kind of bring us, bring us home and say whatever you want to share here and let us know how to stay up to date with you and your book release. I, I say this, this perspective allows you to live a life without fear. That doesn't mean that mm. I'm not going to die someday. That doesn't mean that my life is perfect. You know, like that doesn't mean that I don't have things that happen. It means that to Jeff, when you said the cure for cancer, I don't live in fear of cancer mm. at all. I don't live in fear yeah. of heart disease. I don't live in fear of COVID. I don't live in fear of anything. Yeah. Okay. And again, that doesn't mean that this might be my last day. And if you were the last guy I saw, buddy, have a wonderful day and good luck on the new book. <laughs> all right. Because you know what? Because other things happen. You get run over by trucks, you fall off a ladder. That's not the point of this call. That's not what we're talking about here. Right. We're simply saying, I'm simply saying, I think you're coming, you know, you're, you, you were there with me, buddy, which is, I want you to know you're designed. We waste so much time living in fear, right? Living in this illusion of this some boogeyman out to get me, right? And we're all this weird thing. It's just, it's crazy. We're like mm. little kids in our bedroom that think there's a monster in the closet waiting for us to fall asleep so they can, you know, kidnap us or something. And that traumatizes and fear. And then out of that fear, to Joe's point, it just literally changes your physiology. And we're these scared little puppy dogs walking around with our tails between our legs, right? Thinking we're all screwed. Excuse my language. So I'll stop talking, Neil. I, I, you you bring us home, buddy. Say whatever you want I, to say. Yeah, I, I, I really resonate with what you just said. And I, I believe there is like this undercurrent in social societal conditioning, which programs us to be victims. We're not empowered. And the holistic route gives us, gives us our power back. It sounds cliche, yeah. but I've got goosebumps as I'm saying this. When we, when we take it upon ourselves to be our personal best health advocate, figure out the cause. Why is why is my my body giving me this symptom? Instead of going, I've been struck down by this illness that's completely out of my control. And, you know, that that's kind of ingrained in us since birth. If you, if you get sick, go to the doctor, go get a drug. Like, that, that didn't work for me for 30 years. So how about going, okay, I've got this symptom. What's the cause? Potentially, there's something really cool on the other side of this. You know, I, I see symptoms as, you know, I, I see symptoms as warning lights, but I also see them as a gift. I see eczema as a gift. If for whatever reason my skin reacts now, I know that there's something out of balance now. I don't see it as some curse. It's it's a warning light saying, Neil, pay attention to something. Find out what's going on. And that's that leads to empowerment. It doesn't really matter what the name of the illness, whatever label has been given to us. If we can see that as a symptom, as a gift, it enables us to do a little reverse engineering, get to the cause, rebalance the body, and this gives us our power back. So in using your words, then we don't need to live in fear anymore. And I'm, I'm the same as you. I have no fear of COVID, no fear. I never did. Yeah. Never No fear of cancer. And because I've done my own research into it, so if I were to get cancer, I know what I'd go and do yeah. um, to reverse it. So it's it's... It's freedom, isn't it? It's empowerment. It's freedom, and that's where that's why I, I love you know the word vitality. It's like it's 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 raising our frequency, raising our vibration as we go down this journey, and then we start to discover our superpowers and manifesting with energy and healing the body through thought alone, healing other people with our hands, and all this stuff that's which we've all been doing now. Um, I mean. It, before Joe Dispenza and also at that event, we were doing that as well. But there's all these gifts that we all have. We can tap into our third eye and see with our consciousness. And we start to under, 
uncover all this incredible stuff that's available to us once we go down the vitality journey and or the holistic path, whatever word works for you. So I think it's about empowerment. That's how, what I'm excited for. How for, do for we, everyone? How do we? I, I was funny, you know. I know we're doing audio, and and I know they'll get to see. I, I really encourage you to go to your your YouTube and stuff. So because if you could see, you know, if you could see Neil as I'm sitting here talking to him, we're we're on Zoom together. Uh, you know, at the risk of sounding a little a little cliche, it's like you're glowing over there, right? Like you know, we're just it's fun watching you because it's and that and that's what I love when you meet people that are on that journey, right? Like there's a difference, right? You can tell that they're alive. There's a spark in their eye. There's a spark, you know, they're they're alive. They're 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 not living in in fear. And so I know your videos are very empowering. Um, how do, and I know you have a, a podcast. How do people follow you, Neil? How do they stay up to date with you and uh, and learn more? Yeah, thank you. So the best place to find me is my website, which is vitalitysecret.com. And I'm on social media, Neil Cannon Vitality on Instagram or Neil Cannon um, 1980 on Facebook. But probably the best place to go to is my the, the main hub. There's also a link to my podcast, which is the Vitality Secret podcast. I interview people who reverse incurable illnesses, according to Western medicine, because I, I just love sharing these stories. My most recent one is someone reversing cancer, and he was given four months to live and he completely reversed it um and i just like empowering people so yeah main hub vitalitysecret.com awesome well i can't and, and you have yeah. another book coming out will you tell us about that real quick yes uh the, the next book is called the vitality code so the last one's called the vitality secret and this one's called the vitality code and it's really understanding the four pillars of vitality to reverse illness and to discover the energy that you've never knew you had and uh, we talk about this Four pillars, physical, mental, emotional, and energetic. That's going to be out in the next couple of months. I was hoping for it to be ready on the 1st of uh, February, but it's going to be most likely March now. Um, and then I also have an online course and I do private consulting as well, which you can see on my website. Beautiful. Well, I'm so glad that we were able to be connected and introduced and that we got you scheduled for the show today. Uh, it's been great for our listeners. I know Me that too. I know that people will... You know, it's why I love bringing, it's like when you, like you share those stories on your podcast, cause you know, there's somebody that's, that needs to hear it, right? There's some people that they've fallen asleep to my voice. They've heard me a million times. They're like, whatever, Dr. Ben, you're going to keep telling me I can get better. But then they, they get to hear from another person that's been down this road, that's had their own victories, that sees it with other people around the world. And um, I know that they'll be encouraged and they're empowered. So thank you so much, my friend. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much, Dr. Ben. It's been fun and uh, an honor to be on your show. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to support the show, give us a five-star review and share it with your tribe. To learn more about Dr. Ben's work, visit AchieveWellness.clinic.